Are the words that we have in the Bible today really what came from the prophets and the apostles? Can we trust the Bible to tell us the truth? Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today we'll explore the trustworthy nature of the Bible. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in search of the Lord's way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. From the days of Moses more than 3,000 years ago, we have copies of the sacred scriptures given to us by God. No book in all of ancient literature has been as preserved, as revered, or as translated as the Holy Bible. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 29, 29, that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. The Bible is a book of truth, of wisdom, of commandments, and of promises. When God gave us this book, He knew just what we needed to live as His children and to have eternal life. Thanks for taking time with us today. We want to be a part of your life each week. Jesus promised those who believed in Him, If you abide in My Word, then you are truly disciples of Mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 8, 31-32 by, by saying this, Jesus assured us that we could truly know what the will of God is for our lives, and those truths would set us free from sin and from the lies of the world. His insistence that freedom came from abiding in His Word causes us to have confidence that we can rely on the texts of the Old Testament and New Testament as we have them today. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, Your Word is firmly fixed in the heavens. We can trust the Scriptures because we can trust God and the Lord Jesus. God loves us and has always given us the spiritual guidance and wisdom that we need. We need His truth, his wisdom, His laws, and His promises. Oh, we're completely thankful for the Bible. Now, we offer this study free to anyone who's hungry for truth, and we're offering this free little booklet, Give Me the Bible. If you'd like a printed copy or a CD of our study, and you live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have materials free on our website at searchtv.org. The Edmond Church will now worship in song. We'll read from Psalm 1, and then we'll explore the trustworthy nature of Scripture.
Our reading today comes from Psalm 1. This is an important passage that sets the tone for the entire book of Psalms. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted firmly by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they're like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." That's a reading from God's holy word. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we are thankful for Your Word. Help us to meditate upon it day and night, to love Your Word, to apply it to our lives, and to share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We can have confidence that both the Old and New Testaments are God's sacred writings. We can be confident that what we possess today is what the prophets and apostles wrote by inspiration thousands of years ago. The Bible is sacred, and those who wrote and copied the sacred scriptures with great care gave us what was originally written through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The greatest reason we can trust the Old Testament comes from the Lord Jesus Himself. He trusted the sacred writings as the authoritative and unbreakable Word of God. In Matthew 4, the Lord Jesus faced down the devil three times with quotations from the Old Testament, saying, It is written. This is in verses 4, 7, and 10. Jesus regarded what was written by God as true, authoritative, and binding. He trusted its truths so strongly that He refused to violate Scripture and yield to temptation. Again, the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 18, 
For truly I say to you, until, the he until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now, when challenged by the Jews, Jesus pointed to the Scriptures written hundreds of years before. He said in John 5, 39 to 40, You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Because Jesus regarded the Scriptures as the sole standard of spiritual truth, He told the Sadducees in Matthew 22:29, You are wrong because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God. Jesus here implied the Scriptures are the inerrant and authoritative Word of God. Jesus placed Scripture above the traditions of men in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. There was nothing in His mind more important than the need for men to hear and obey the written Word of God. In every instance that Jesus cited the Old Testament, He regarded it as utterly true. For these reasons, we can stand with Jesus and hold to the accuracy and the unchanging character of the Old Testament. In his book, Can I Trust My Bible, Old Testament scholar R. Laird Harris affirmed, we can now be sure that copyists work with great care and accuracy on the Old Testament, even back to 225 B.C. Indeed, it would be rash skepticism now to deny that we have our Old Testament in a form very close to that used by Ezra when he taught the word of the Lord to those who had returned from the Babylonian captivity. Sir Frederick Kenyon said that the Christian can take the whole Bible in his hand and say without fear or hesitation that he holds in it the true Word of God handed down without essential loss from generation to generation throughout the centuries. Yes, these scholars say that we can trust the Bible. Now some are questioning whether we'll ever be able to know what the Lord Jesus said or what any biblical author actually wrote. In the five Gospels, skeptic Robert Funk said, Even careful copyists make mistakes, as every proofreader knows. So we will never be able to claim certain knowledge of exactly what the original text of any biblical writing was. Bart Ehrman, a, a scholar but also a skeptic, more recently challenged our ability to know what the Scriptures actually are. And in his book, Misquoting Jesus, Bart Ehrman argued that textual variants make knowing what the Bible actually says impossible. But these skeptics are not looking at all the facts. We can know what the New Testament says. In fact, we have a trustworthy New Testament. It is the most well-attested book of all ancient literature. There is none like it. Sir Frederick Kenyon an authority on ancient manuscripts, summed up the status of the New Testament this way. He said, It cannot be too strongly asserted that in substance the text of the Bible is certain. Especially is this the case with the New Testament. The number of manuscripts of the New Testament, of early translations from it, and of quotations from it in the oldest writers of the church is so large that it is practically certain that the true reading of every doubtful passage is preserved in some one or other of these ancient authorities. This can be said of no other ancient book in the world. 
Daniel Wallace, a biblical scholar and expert on Greek manuscripts, noted that if someone were to destroy all those manuscripts, we would not be left without a witness, because the church fathers wrote commentaries on the New Testament. To date, more than one million quotations of the New Testament by the fathers have been recorded. Bruce Metzger and Bart Ehrman agree. They said, if all other sources for our knowledge of the text of the New Testament were destroyed, the patristic quotations, that is, of the church fathers, would be sufficient alone for the reconstruction of practically the entire New Testament. Wallace reflected on how many manuscripts we have from the first few centuries after the completion of the New Testament. The results are truly startling. Today we have as many as 12 manuscripts from the 2nd century, 64 from the 3rd, and 48 from the 4th, a total of 124 manuscripts within 300 years of the composition of the New Testament. Now most of these are fragmentary, yes, but the whole New Testament text is found in this collection multiple times. If you, had, if you add all the other manuscripts of the New Testament from later days, we now have over 5,800 we also have thousands of Latin, Coptic, and Syriac versions of the New Testament. Well, how does the average Greek or Latin author stack up? If we're comparing the same time period, 300 years after it was first composed, the average classical Latin or Greek author has no literary remains. More than that, if we compare all the manuscripts of a particular classical author, regardless of when they were written, the total would still average at least less than 20 and probably less than a dozen, and they would all be coming much more than three centuries later. In terms of existing manuscripts, the New Testament textual critic is confronted, as he says, with an embarrassment of riches. If we have doubts about what the autographic New Testament said, those doubts would have to be multiplied a hundredfold for the average classical Latin or Greek author. When we compare the New Testament manuscripts to the very best that the classical world has to offer, the New Testament manuscripts will stand high above the rest. The New Testament is by far the best attested work of Greek or Latin literature from the ancient world. My friends, that is fact. Someone asks at this point, well, what about all those textual variants? You may have read someone say that there are thousands of variants in the New Testament, and scholars count as a textual variant any place where there is a variation in spelling or wording, word order or omitting or adding of words. Scholars count even the most trivial changes. Well, even when all the manuscripts agree, if one manuscript differs in the slightest way, this counts as a textual variant. Daniel B. Wallace said that the best estimate is that there are between 300 and 400,000 textual variants among the manuscripts. Yet there are only about 140,000 words in the New Testament. That means that there is an average of between two and three variants for every word in the Greek New Testament. Well, this might perplex some. But raw statistics do not always tell the whole story. Wallace noted, if this were the only piece of data, it would discourage anyone from attempting to recover the wording of the original. But there's more to this story. While the original New Testament does indeed contain only about 140,000 words, we must multiply this 
this, many in part and some in whole, by the number of manuscripts. Currently we possess 5,814 manuscripts of the Greek New Testament. Wallace reports that the average Greek New Testament manuscript is over 450 pages long. Altogether, there are more than 2.6 million pages of texts, leaving hundreds of witnesses for every book of the New Testament. Now, seen this way, that means that there would only be, at most, only one error for every six and a half pages. Let's remember at this point that all the Greek New Testament manuscripts were copied by hand, predating Gutenberg's press, which was first used in 1439. Let's say we had 50 people in a room and asked them to copy one book of the Bible, Matthew, by hand. Could you write out by hand the whole book of Matthew without any mistakes of any kind? But if we have 50 people copying the same book, they would not likely make the same mistake at the same place unless one of them copied that mistake from the other. And so if we compared all the 50 copies, we could easily spot where someone varied from all the others in spelling or word order or in omitting or adding something. In such a case, we would know the 49 copies were correct and the one made a mistake. Professor Jack Lewis of Harding University one of my teachers, said, while recognizing variance in manuscripts, scholars are reasonably well agreed on what the reading of the bulk of the New Testament should be. The major doctrines of the New Testament about God, Christ, and the church are not based on textually disputed passages. The major duties of man toward God and his fellow man are not solely laid out in textually disputed passages. The questions of which we speak are not new in the church. They've been under debate for centuries. They need not be disturbing to our faith. My friend, you can trust the Bible to be the words God intended for us to know, to believe and to obey. New Testament specialist Daniel Wallace notes that although there are more than 300,000 individual variations of the text of the New Testament, this number is misleading. Most of the differences are completely inconsequential. Spelling errors, inverted phrases, and the like. A side-by-side -side comparison between the two main text families, the majority text and the modern critical text, shows agreement a full 98% of the time. Of the remaining differences, virtually all yield to vigorous textual criticism. This means that our New Testament is 99.5% textually pure. In the entire text of 20,000 lines, only about 40 lines are in doubt. That's about 400 words, and none of them affects any significant doctrine. Greek scholar D.A. Carson sums it up well. The purity of the text is of such a substantial nature that nothing we believe to be true and nothing that we are commanded to do is in any way jeopardized by the variance. Even a skeptic like Bart Ehrman has had to admit that most scribes, no doubt, tried to do a faithful job in making sure that the text that they produced was the same text that they inherited. Someone may ask, well, Phil, why, why are you discussing this? 
Well, occasionally some article comes out in a major magazine that suggests the Bible is full of mistakes. Well, this information misleads many to just dismiss the Bible as if it weren't true. But there simply is no other book in all of ancient literature that is as copied, as correct, and as trustworthy as the Bible. Because the Bible is God's sacred word, those who copied it revered it as the very word of God. They copied it because they knew how important it was for us all to know the will of God. For that reason, you can trust your Bible. You can trust your Bible. You can trust your Bible to be from God and to teach what God wills for you to know about life and about eternity. Now, since the Bible is trustworthy, shouldn't you believe its teaching? Shouldn't you follow its commands? And shouldn't you accept its promises? Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we're thankful for this wonderful book that is true and blesses our lives as we meditate upon it and as we apply it to our lives. Father, we're thankful that You in Your grace and mercy has given us the truth. May Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, Amen. From the beginning, God has always provided for us what we needed. The Lord Jesus knew how badly we needed to know the will of the Father. And so the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. God has kept this promise. We have the Bible more abundantly available today than ever. Through the centuries, authorities have tried burning manuscripts, but the Bible survives. Some have done everything in their power to keep the Bible from being translated, but the Bible survives and is now completely translated into 670 languages. Some 3,312 languages have at least some portion of the Bible. Americans especially have access to the Bible. 88% of American households own at least one copy with most owning multiple copies. The average is 4.4 copies. The words of Jesus have not passed away. They will stand longer than heaven or earth. 
The Word of God is available and trustworthy. What will you do with it? Will you study God's Word or will you ignore it? Will you hear its precious promises or close your ears? The Bible will only nourish and bless you when you study and meditate on its teaching and its instructions and all of its promises. You remember Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. To become a Christian, study the gospel of Jesus Christ found in the New Testament. Believe in the Lord Jesus as the Son of God. Repent of your sins and be baptized into Christ Jesus. Now one is baptized into Christ by being immersed in water for the forgiveness of sins. Oh, my friend, do it today. We hope that today's study about our trustworthy Bible is important to you. This month we're offering a free booklet, Give Me the Bible. If you live in the United States and you want a free printed copy or CD of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call the search office toll-free at 1-800-321-8633. Now you can download these lessons that we have or a newsletter, and you can do it online at our website, searchtv.org. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Just write us and ask us for one. But if you get a hold of us, don't worry. We're not here to get your money. We're here to help you get to heaven and to grow, to love the Lord, and to be what God wants you to be. Please get involved with the Church of Christ. You know, there's a schedule of our programs and a map with the location of churches in your area on our website. And you can find one there, and if you can't call us, we'll be glad to help you. Now, if you're looking for a healthy, biblical church home, we'll be happy to help you find one. We want you to go to church and be a part of the family of God. Well, we'll be back next week, Lord willing. So keep searching God's Word with us and tell a friend about this program. As always, God bless you and we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.